Lord, uh, we do thank you and are just grateful, God, for tonight and for bringing us here, God, because you do have a word for us, Lord, and you want to teach us. And God, as we get into your word, we ask your Holy Spirit to speak. And, and Lord, we just want to surrender to you, God. We want to know that you're here, God. We want you to know that we are here to be with you, God, and surrendering all to you, Lord, that we may hear from your Spirit. So, Lord, speak to us now. Thank you that you, you overcame, God, and we have the word of our testimony, Lord, that we can stand strong no matter what is going on, but you are with us, you are in us, you are Lord and Savior, Jesus. So touch this time now with your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, yeah, before I forget, um, this Saturday, the women are meeting and the Women's Fellowship right here at 10 a.m. And uh, my wife couldn't make it tonight. She was, her nose was running and everything. So anyway, she would want me to say that. <laughs> okay, so Acts chapter 4. I, was, uh, I read about, and you probably heard this before, but this man was jogging. And he got close to the side of this cliff. He hit some dirt and some loose rocks, and he went sliding down the cliff. But he managed to grab a branch on the way down. He was hanging for dear life, and while well, he looked up and yelled, Is anyone up there? Can anyone hear me? Can anyone help me? Well, suddenly, a voice came from heaven that said, Here I am. The man said, Who's that? The voice says, the Lord. The man said, Lord, help me. The voice said, do you trust me? The man's like, yes, 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 yes. Just uh, get help. Help me. Just get me. The voice said, okay, then let go of the branch. The man's like, what? The voice said, trust me and let go of the branch. Then after a long pause, the man said, is there anyone else up there? <laughs> I like that. Well, maybe that's not the best way we handle prayer when the Lord speaks to us in prayer, especially when we're facing troubles. Well, today, as we return to our study in the book of Acts, we find the believers gathering together to pray, to pray this prayer. Peter and John had just been released uh, from custody, and they're going to share, they share their trouble and persecution. And then the first thing we see what they do is pray. And so we find a good example in our section today, a good example of what to pray when trouble comes. That's the title of our message tonight. And again, we're going to be studying Acts chapter 4, verse 23 through 31. So what do we pray when trouble comes? What to pray when trouble comes? Well, there's four things we're going to pull out of our passage tonight. And this is our outline too. Number one is remember God is still sovereign. Number two, remember God knows everything. And number three, remember God is working his plan. And one more, remember God hears your prayers. God hears your prayers. So that's what we're going to see about what to pray when trouble comes. And that's going to be our outline too. Well, let's begin with number one here. Number one is remember God is still sovereign. Remember God is still sovereign. Now we're going to be looking verse at 23 and verse 24 in this section. So let's take a look at that right now, beginning with just verse 23. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. We'll stop right here. Now we begin with Luke. You remember he's the writer of the book of Acts. And he goes on to give us this account of what happened next. When we read here, when they, the they is Peter and John. When they were released, remember they were taken into custody and, and so they came to their friends once released. And the friends are, I believe, the other apostles and other believers are gathered together. So they came to them and they reported. They, they reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. Now, you remember, our story really starts way back in chapter 3. 
remember they were going, Peter and John were going to the temple, uh, the afternoon prayer about 3 p.m., and they saw a lame man, a man who couldn't walk since birth. He was 40 years old, we found in our past studies. And he was there begging there at the gate of the beautiful gate, going into the temple area. And prompted by the Holy Spirit, Peter went and he healed him. And the guy was healed. He's jumping, leaping around. We saw this in chapter 3 of Acts. Well, with that, uh, people seeing this, this layman that they knew for a long time, now walking, they're like, whoa, what's going on? So they gathered around. And Peter and John took that opportunity to minister to the people. Remember, Peter preached uh, about Jesus. And, and, and then we, we did find, didn't we, that... Uh, the number of people in chapter 4, verse 4, came to be about 5,000 people gave their life to Christ at that moment. Well, the chief priests, uh, the religious leaders here, the elders, they did not like what was going on. They didn't like the, this crowd. They didn't like, whoa, there's Peter and John. They didn't like, their, 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 they're like unofficial rabbis. Who gave them the right to hold a service here? And then there's all this crowd. And then, they're also speaking about Jesus Christ. They're speaking in the name of Jesus. So they were taken into custody. Uh, they're left arrested and in prison at night in the temple prison, taken out. And, and the next day, there, there was a hearing with the Sanhedrin, the 71-member ruling, Jewish ruling leaders, religious leaders over Israel at that time. And they basically... Uh, slapped their hand, gave them warning, and said, you guys can't preach in the name of Jesus. You can't, you can't do this anymore. You can't do that. So they were released, and here we come into our passage here in verse 23. So when everyone like um, heard their story, look at verse 24, and when they heard it, they lifted up, their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. So we see when they heard what had happened, how now the chief priests, the elders, the religious leaders are pressing down on believers now, pressing down on the apostles not to speak the name of Jesus, to preach, to teach, to, to share the gospel. What did they do? Well, they didn't uh, lift up their voices against the elders. They didn't complain about it. What did they do? They lifted up their voices together, not in protest, not put together a rally, but we see here they lifted their voices together, what? To God. So I want you to see this, that the first thing they did is they prayed. The first thing that they did was got together and they lifted up their voices to God. And that's important for us, I think, tonight. That we, the first thing we do is pray. I heard people say this term, well, there's nothing else we can do but pray. Well, actually, we understand it should be the first thing, right? Uh, many times, though, we keep trying things or we keep doing things and we keep attempting things and trying to solve things on our own when the first thing we should do is pray. And that's what we want to do and learn tonight is that, look, the first thing they did was pray. It could be that tonight God is teaching us that. God is showing us that, you know, perhaps if we think that, oh, I've done everything, well, I guess I'm going to pray. Perhaps God is teaching you, now that you come to the end of yourself of what you can do, well, you know what? You need to learn to pray first. That's where the solution really is going to come. So the first thing they did was pray. They lift their voices up to God. And what did they pray? Well, they began with this in verse 24. Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and earth and the sea and everything in them. What did they pray first? The first thing, they addressed God as the sovereign Lord. He is the sovereign God. He is the Lord God. He, sovereign meaning he has authority over everything. He has, he, he has power. He's the one on the throne. He's the one in power. He's the one there. He, he's the one taking care of things 
in his sovereign control. In other words, God, you're the one in control, even if it seems like things are out of control. I mean, remember uh, last time, last week, we saw the persecution that happened that came upon Peter and John was the first persecution of the church. That's what we're reading in the book of Acts. So now this is new. This is like, whoa, whoa, the, the, our, our religious leaders, the Jewish leaders, our leaders, most of these guys are Jews, right? They're like, whoa, they're coming against us. I mean, I think that would be kind of a, a, a scary thing, knowing what they did to Jesus even. It seems out of control, but the first thing they're saying is they're addressing God as, hey, you're the one in control. You are the sovereign Lord. Matter of fact, you're the creator. You created everything, and that's how they're addressing him when they pray, who made the heaven and earth, the sea, and everything in them? You made everything. Everything on this earth, everything in the sea, in the universe, the stars, everything, the terrain, the land, everything. So, you see how they address God. They first put into their mind that God is sovereign. So here's something we can learn and pattern our prayers in when we're facing trouble, persecution, or whatever it is. The first thing to pray when you face trouble is this. Remember, God is still sovereign. God is still sovereign. He is still in control, you guys. Even though it seems out of control, even though it seems like everything's falling apart, the thing is, God is still sovereign. He's still in control. He's still there controlling, working things there. Now, some, call, some people call themselves deists. Now, they believe in God, but they just believe God is the creator and that's it. There, he's like the big clockmaker. He made the clock, wound it up, uh, uh, and let it go. And then now he just stands back and watch everything move. The deists believe God, the creator, he created the world, but he, he doesn't intervene. He doesn't interact with us or people. He's just sitting there watching things go on. But that's not the God we know. God is the creator, but he's sovereign. He's, he's in control. He's there, involved, intervening. Think about this. It's not biblical, that thought. Think about, I mean, there's so many scriptures, but the one thing you could think about and, and know that God sent Jesus to intervene because we're on our way to hell, that our sin and consequences of sin was condemning us. So he sent Jesus to intervene. That's God. God did that. And God is still sovereignly in control so if you're here tonight if you're connected online if 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 you're facing trouble if you're going through a trial there's persecution if there's stuff going on you're like whoa god it seems out of control first thing pray god you are the sovereign lord you are on the throne and it's important to know that he is in control and he has the power now to keep things in control no matter how crazy that is take a moment turn over to jeremiah chapter 32 jeremiah 32 and look at verse 17 jeremiah 32 verse 17 it says here in jeremiah 32 verse 17 our lord god it is you who have made the heavens and the earth. By your great power and by your outstretched arm, nothing is too hard for you. So look at that verse for a moment. Stare at it. Think about that God is the creator. And if he is the creator, he's not just the creator, but he is sovereign and he has power and he has power to be the sovereign. And whatever he wants to do, he can do. There's nothing too hard for him to do. May God speak to you through that verse. May you understand that whatever you're going through tonight, whatever you're facing, you know, it's not too hard for God to handle and control. So what to pray when trouble comes? First of all, remember, God is still sovereign. Number two, 
Remember, God knows everything. God knows everything. We're going to look at verse 25 through 27 in this section. But let's take a look at verse 25 and 26. It goes on here. Luke writes, Who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. We'll stop right there. Uh, so the believers here are praying and part of their prayer, they, they actually say these words that we just read, which is quoting Psalm 2. And they're mentioning, hey, Lord, that what, what our father, what David, King David, your servant, what he said, by the Holy Spirit. What David wrote, it was through the Holy Spirit. It was God putting this psalm out. And understand, Psalm 2 is a messianic psalm it talks about jesus and so this psalm talked about why did the gentiles the world rage and people's plot in vain they plot against the messiah but but it 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 it, it, it has no power it doesn't it can't come to pass the kings of earth set themselves against the messiah the rulers gathered together against the lord against his anointed the word anointed there speaks about the messiah so they're quoting this psalm. They're praying scripture, which, take note, by the way, it's good to pray scripture. If you want to pray in God's will, then pray scripture. And you know that can be answered. Then they go to verse 20, uh, then they go on in verse 27. For truly in this city they were, there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel. Well, that what they're praying in verse 27 say, well, that's what happened to Jesus Christ. That's what happened to Jesus. What was prophesied in Psalm 2 came about it truly in the city, in Jerusalem, where they were gathered together against your servant, Jesus, the Messiah, the one you anointed. Herod, there's a ruler, Pontius Pilate, the governor, a, a ruler, uh, they, along with the Gentiles, the world, the people, the Romans, yeah, and even the people of Israel, if you think about right, how even Israel during that time of the Passover, uh, when Pontius Pilate was trying to release him, they're like, crucify him, crucify him. So what they're saying is what the scripture in Psalm 2 had prophesied, it came to pass truly in verse 27. That's what we're talking about. So let's put this together. In their prayer, they're saying like, well, what happened to Peter and John, that persecution coming against them, coming against them for preaching Jesus. Well, it's part of what Jesus went through. It's part of what was prophesied. All that trouble, the persecution they face is what was prophesied. In other words, God knew ahead of time what was going to happen to Jesus. So they're bringing up that point that, oh, and so we're part of what God knew what was going to happen ahead of time. So it is with us. So here's the second thing that we pray. And when we face trouble is remember God knows everything. God knows everything. He knows. He knew what was going to happen by the Holy Spirit David wrote through God what was going to happen to the Messiah. So they're just bringing up this thought in their prayer, going, God, you know everything. You, you, you knew what was going to happen to Jesus, and you know, you knew what was going to happen to Peter and John and what is happening to us now. God knows everything. Some college students were taking all the apples to their dorm room, and so the cafeteria put up a sign uh, next to the apples. Please only take one apple. God is watching you. Later, someone put a sign up by the cookies. Take all the cookies you want. God is watching the apples. <laughs> I like that. But I was thinking about, do we ever feel like that? It's like, God, weren't, weren't you watching me? I mean, this thing happened, and when trouble comes, it's like, God, did you turn your head for a second? And, oh, no, look what happened. Oh, but understand, nothing comes as a surprise to God. He knows everything. 
right? He's omniscient. That's his character, one of his attributes. He knows exactly. He knows what's up ahead. He knows what you're going into. He's in eternity. We're in time. He can see everything. He knows everything. So remember that in your prayers. When my wife Kristen was pregnant with our second son, Jared, I remember my sister asked, like, oh, what, what if the baby is a girl? What name did you pick? And I told her, we don't have a girl name. You know why? Because we know the baby's a boy because of modern technology, ultrasound, right? And, and they can see, you know, <laughs> if it's boy or girl. And some people choose not to know, but we chose to know because it's easier to plan and especially picking name and getting the room ready and everything and all that. Well, when we go through troubles, you guys, remember, God has that quote-unquote technology. He knows. He's God. He knows he can see what's up ahead. So it's not like God's like surprised in all of this. It's not like he's like, oh no, I didn't see that coming or, or oops. There's no oops yeah, in God's vocabulary. It's not like he's like, oh, what am I going to do now? So as we pray and in our understanding, what to pray when trouble comes? You know, first of all, God you're the sovereign Lord. You know, when, when we pray that, it reminds us of that. It can bring us comfort. It can help us get our mind in the right place. And then we pray, God, you know everything. You know, every, you know what I'm going through. It's not like it's a surprise. You, you knew ahead of time. It's all right. You have it handled because you're sovereign and you know what's going on. That can help us as we pray when we come to the Lord when trouble comes. Let's go to number three now. Number three is, remember God is working His plan. Remember God is working His plan. Here, we're going to just take a look at verse 28. Just verse 28. To do whatever your hand and your plan have predestined to take place. Okay, now the believers are continuing here to pray, and they declare in their prayers how God's sovereign hand in these events was actually his predestined idea. He, he knew it. It was his predestined plan. He knew sovereignly that the suffering and death of Jesus was going to happen. But that was part of his predestined plan and purpose for that. That Jesus would die on the cross for our sins. That he would suffer these things and, and take on his body, the penalty of our sins, so that what? We can be saved. So, as we've been talking about on Sunday, right? It's kind of funny how First Peter we're studying and we're in Acts, sort of are, are like connected, hand in hand. And, and I feel like God is just really speaking to all of us in this message, whether persecution you're under or troubles or trials are... are or I'm thinking, wow, there's going to be some persecution coming around the corner. We talked about that as we head into the end times. But remember on First Peter, we talked about how a couple weeks ago, and I mentioned last Sunday, that that seemingly defeat of Jesus dying on the cross was actually a win. And it was a win for us. And even though we go through the persecution and suffering, it seems like defeat, it seems like craziness, but it's actually a triumph for us. It's a win. So here's what they're praying. These guys are praying, you know, Lord, you knew what you prophesied. You knew what you were gonna what was gonna happen. And we saw it. We witnessed it all. But what you prophesied in what you um, know was part of this plan to do whatever your hand, his, your sovereign hand, your plan predestined to take place. That was you, Lord. You knew the choices of what people would make. You knew that the elders and chief priests, they would put you on the cross, that you would be betrayed by Jesus. God knew what choices people would do and sovereignly weave them into his plan. That's that predestined plan. So the third thing to pray and to keep in mind when you face trouble is this. Remember, God is working His plan. I mean, it just flows 
from what we've been reading, right? Remember, God is still sovereign. He's still in control. He knows everything. And guess what? He's working a plan in what you're going through. Even with Peter and John being persecuted, even Peter and John being told, you guys can't preach the name of Jesus. I mean, these are the heavies. of These are the, the head guys of Israel that they respect, and they're telling him, no, preach Jesus. What do we do? This, this, this is... This is crazy. They're going to come after us, maybe like they did Jesus. But they're praying this to remember, God, you, you have a plan in this. There's a purpose in all that is going on. And that's what we got to remember here, you guys. No, no matter what is happening in your life, those trials, those troubles, that in God's sovereignty, in His plan, He knows what's going on. He hasn't forgotten. He knows exactly and with all this, he's working a plan in your life. Hold on to that. You know what? I, I think about Joseph, right, in the book of Genesis. Remember how much Joseph suffered? His, his brothers, right, sold him as a slave. Yeah. I mean, your own family turned against you. Think about how he felt. All his brothers turned on him. Didn't tell the father anything. Lied to the father about what happened to him. And sold him into slavery. I mean, I would be so hurt. I'd, I'd want to give up then, right there. And then what? Well, he happens to be bought by um, uh, Potiphar, and he starts serving there, and he ends up becoming, God bless them, like head of, head of the slaves and servants and all. But then he gets falsely accused of going after Potiphar's wife. And she makes this big stink, and guess what? He gets thrown in prison. Oh, this is great. Life is great, right? You think, whoa, that would be such a, I mean, if I was him, I was like, God, what are you doing? Did you turn your head? Did you, did you not know this was coming? You know, we don't read any of that. I think he kept the faith all along, right? And then, remember, he interpreted a dream, and then, uh, but the guy, he got released and uh, forgot about him. Then Pharaoh had a dream. And then, oh, yeah. I mean, think about the next thing is Joseph got forgotten. Yeah. Uh, no one remembers him. No one thinks about him. Think how lonely that would feel. Well, he interprets Pharaoh's dream. And then next thing you know, he's, he's second next to Pharaoh over Egypt. God placed him there. And then what happens? That famine comes that he interpreted in that dream. And he was able to, to save the country because they saved up the grain. But also, uh, his family ends up coming and staying. And they're able to survive this, this famine that was killing so many people because God had placed them in that position. And you remember when Jacob, his father, died? And Gen the brothers are all worried, like, oh, no, what's he going to do to us? Well, remember in Genesis 50, 20, Joseph told him, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Joseph saw that there was a plan in all of this. I'm sure he didn't understand it fully. I'm sure it was hard. I'm sure it was difficult to go through. But in the end, he saw God work out his plan. Right now, maybe you're in the middle of something. Maybe you're facing something and, and, and it's overwhelming. But understand, God is working his purposes in it. He's working his plan. Trust him. Believe in, in him. That he can work it out. He has that power. He's in control. He, he, he can orchestrate things. This is our Lord God. And whatever he has planned and purpose, nothing's going to change that. Turn over to, matter of fact, Job. Job chapter 42. Job. It's the last chapter of that book. Um, if you go to Psalms, keep going to the left. And the next book is Job. But it's the very last chapter Job chapter 42, and, and, and I love what Job says here in verse 2. Job 42, verse 2. He says, I know, speaking to the Lord, I know that you can do all things, 
and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Isn't that great? I would, I would underline this. I'd take this home tonight. Write it down. Put it on your wall. Understand that God can do all things. That no matter how hopeless your situation seems, no matter how impossible, God is the God of the impossible, right? He can do all things. All things for you. And whatever plan and purpose He has set for you, He's going to accomplish it. Maybe you're, you're facing some problems at work. Well, look at Job 42 too. You can do all things. No purpose is going to be thwarted here. Maybe, maybe there's hap- things happening with your children, your kids. or uh, it's, it's just crazy. Their behavior or their waywardness. You're thinking, God, I can't do it. God, I, I, I don't know. Understand, he can do all things. His purpose, his plan won't be thwarted. Even with your your Pilau kids. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe stuff is going on in your marriage and you're like, I don't know. There's no way, God. But He can do all things. His plan, His purpose. He can, he can fulfill it. Maybe it's finances. Whatever it is, whatever seems impossible, well, even if it feels like there's no solution, God can do it. That's our God. As, as these believers are praying, they're looking at God as this huge God, right? Not a small God. It's been posed, and I've said this in past studies, right? How big is your God? Is he a little God or a big God? I was thinking about, you know, if, if, if I had a quarter and I closed one eye, I could put the quarter on my eye, and, and all I'll see is the quarter, Right? But the farther I pull it away, I can see the, the ocean. I was looking at the water today. And if I take that quarter and I throw it in the ocean, the quarter's gone because the ocean is so vast. Well, think about that with your problem. God is way bigger. God is more huge. So understand, He's sovereign. He knows everything. He's working His plan. And that's what we pray That's what we go to God with and it helps us to get into that mindset to trust God, to know He can do it and He can help us. Remember Paul was was like, hey, 2 Corinthians 12. Remember you want to take the the thorn and he asked three times, but the Lord said, no, my grace is sufficient for you, right? My power is perfected in your weakness. And then Paul said, you know, when I'm weak, then he's strong. Through this buffeting, whatever, this thorn that he had, you know what? He learned to experience God's strength. He learned to experience and and have God's power in him. Maybe that's what God is doing. I mean, for all of us, in in the trials, things we go through, it could be that God is bringing us to the end of ourselves so that we can know what it means to be strengthened by the Lord, to be empowered by the Spirit, to, to walk in that power in that way. And perhaps that's what God is doing. Maybe that's His plan. But understand this, without a doubt, God is working His plan. Uh, Johnny Erickson Tata said this, Nothing is a surprise to God, Nothing is a setback to his plans. Nothing can thwart his purposes, and nothing is beyond his control. I love that. Perhaps that's what you need to hear today. Be encouraged. Nothing can surprise God. Nothing is a setback. Nothing can thwart him, and nothing is beyond his control. So what to pray when trouble comes? Well, remember God is sovereign. Remember God knows everything and remember God is working His plan. That's how you pray. Then we come to number four. Back to Acts chapter four. Our last heading and the last thing we see here is number four is remember God hears your prayers. Remember God hears your prayers. Let, uh, we're going to cover verse 29 to 31, the, the, the rest of our section that we're taking tonight. 
First of all, look at verse 29 and 30. So the believers, they pray, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. While you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Now, I, I, I take note here. I, lo- I like this. The first thing they did was not give God the request, right? Lord, help, help. They didn't come in right away. The first thing, they, they went through praying, acknowledging, and declaring who God is, understanding He does know everything. That you know what, look, this is fulfillment of your scripture. And they prayed scripture and the understanding that God is working his plan. They prayed that first. And then they gave their request. I think that's important because when we come to the Lord, then it changes our perspective on our problems. It helps us come in faith. It helps us come in trust. Helps us to come understanding, okay, wait, God, you are there. You are working. And then we could come in with our requests and what's their petition here is it like oh get us out of this or 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 you know help us um to protest against the chief priests or get them out of office or no what's interesting what is their request what's well, strength basically to keep speaking the name of jesus they prayed Look upon their threats. See what they're saying. See what they're coming against with us. We cannot speak the name of Jesus. And grant to your servants, that's these believers playing, by your grace, Lord, will you grant us the power basically to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Isn't that great? Lord, help us to keep moving forward, to keep going on here, to not succumb and, and cave into uh, their threats to, to cave in and panic and fear. No, give us boldness to stand for you, Jesus. While you, we want to go along with you, while you, they're praying, God, stretch out your hand. Work mightily. Continue to heal people. Do signs and wonders. Do miracles. Continue to work through your name, Jesus Christ. So they're like, God, just keep going, keep working, give us the boldness to proclaim that it's you, it's you, that your name would be glorified. I like that thought. That no matter what we're going through, God, strengthen me, help me get through. Why? Not for my own sake necessarily. If I suffer, I'm going to suffer, but let your name be glorified. Let people see you and us, you and me. Let, Let people see you, Jesus, in me notice let me say again they weren't like take away the trouble yeah god god deliver us rescue us you know and all of this they're like well you know they're threats just give us that boldness lord help us help us to to continue on in the work that you're doing i like something philip brooks said do not Pray for easy lives. Pray for stronger men and women. Do not pray for tasks equal to your power. Pray for your power equal to your task. It's one of my favorite quotes from him. I have a lot of favorite quotes from him, but this one is so cool. I mean, don't pray for easy lives. I mean, that's me. God, no, please don't let I want this, Lord. That's me. But it's so true. Oh, no, I should pray that. Be stronger. In this trial. And he says, do not pray for tasks equal to your power. Lord, just bring stuff that I, I can handle. No, no. Give me power that will be equal to whatever comes my way. I love that. I love that. And that's what these guys are praying here. They're, they're, they're like facing a big mountain. The authorities, the religious authorities, you know. Um, um, persecution is only going to get worse, we're going to see here. Um, we know by the time Peter wrote his letter, remember Nero was persecuting Christians, the whole society was against them. So this is the beginning. And they know there's this whole mountain. There's, there's this road that they're heading toward, but they're praying for strength and that Jesus' name would be glorified. Well, verse 31, our last verse here tonight. 
And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. I love this. We see God answering their prayer. God hears their prayer, and that's why they could pray. God welcomes us to go and pray to him. We know Jesus said, hey, keep asking, yeah? Keep knocking, yeah? Um, the door will be open. You'll receive, yeah. We, we, God welcomes us to pray because he bends his ear and hears us. And he also answers our prayers and hear powerfully, powerfully answer. When they prayed, it's like, in Jesus' name, amen. Suddenly the place was, sh- was shaking. It, it was shaken. What is that? Well, I think it was God just giving them evidence that, hey, look, I am here, no worry. This is the first persecution going on, right? So I think God was really reassuring them. It, it was kind of like when the Holy Spirit was first uh, came upon the people here in Acts chapter 2 during Pentecost, right? There was, there was tongues of fire, a rushing wind, just, just the first time coming in, giving evidence of, look, no, here and and so the place was shaken and then what happened they were all filled with the holy spirit and think about that now weren't they already filled weren't they baptized in the spirit in acts chapter 2 well we've talked about this before and we're going to come across this over and over where they were filled with the holy spirit they're filled with the holy spirit Right? We, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Paul says in Ephesians, right, chapter 5, be filled with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. And the verbiage there really in original language is be continually filled with the Spirit. We need continual filling. I think about how in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, the Apostle Paul wrote that we hold this treasure, God, Christ, in jars of clay, or I think the old King James is earthen vessels. Well, where were these jars with, with cracks in us? Yeah, we're a bunch of cracked pots. No, but <laughs> and and we, we we leak, so we need that continual filling of the Holy Spirit. So they were filled once again, their prayers were answered. And um, we see that it resulted and they continued to speak the word of God. Um, they continued to speak about Jesus with all boldness. So it's okay, you guys, to pray for the filling of the Spirit. It's okay. Some people are like, oh, you just got to do it one time. Well, I think biblically, yeah, as we talked about back in Acts chapter 2, if you guys missed it, you could catch our 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 um, podcasts or go back on YouTube and, and catch chapter 2. We talked about all of that, but there is the baptism, there's empowering, but there's also that daily filling that we need. That it, For situations, we need that filling of the Spirit. Uh, I was thinking about today, well, i got to get my truck fis- fixed. <laughs> there's a little oil leak. It's like, oh, no, you know, kind of developed and got a little more. And there's a, a little oil leak. It's not super bad, but, you know, after some time, I checked the oil. It's like, oh, man, it's low. I'm going to fill it up again. Um, I, I got to get that fixed this month. But I was thinking, well, that's like us. You know, we, we, we leak. Uh, we, we can get in the flesh sometimes. We can get um, out of walking in the Spirit. We need that filling and empowering, especially... When we face these things, yeah, these trouble, a task, how do I go to work with this happening? How do I go back home and my marriage is like this? How do I deal with the kids when they come home from school? All all these things, God, fill me with your spirit. Help me to have that boldness. Help me to glorify you. Help me to be controlled by the spirit. You know the word filled in um, Ephesians 5 really is talking about being controlled by the spirit so we need to ask and continually be filled so the fourth thing here right to pray is remember god hears your prayers that you can go to him with your request and he will answer your prayer so so pray pray you guys 
perhaps the situation is is really just that it's it, it's coming upon you and yeah there's a lot of lessons we can learn and, and i pray that god god is speaking to you through many things we talk about and the holy spirit is is moving on your heart but at, at least one thing understand is it how important it is to pray when we're facing trouble not just pray but really pray but to learn to pray to 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 allow what's going on to teach you these things to trust in god's sovereignty to trust that he knows everything that that he's working his plan and he hears me you feel like oh i don't know it feels like my purse hitting the ceiling bouncing on because things aren't changing no god does hear you and he's going to work in his way in his time so adversity is actually an opportunity yeah, for us to pray to learn to pray to be filled with the spirit to stop and say god fill me help me here someone said that adversity is the university <laughs> i like that because that's just where we learn that it's through this trials and troubles we learn we grow and if there's anything that you learn tonight learn how to pray we must all learn how to pray when we face trouble remember god is still sovereign god knows everything god is working his plan god hears your prayers so don't just pray but pray spend that time in prayer don't just oh lord help me and then go on and you're trying to deal with no stop sit before his feet be like mary not martha yeah sitting before jesus's feet go to god cry to him bear your heart but come in this manner but pray take that time to pray r.a tory once wrote pray for great things expect great things work for great things but above all pray 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 you guys i'll close with this a boy in uh, india was watching this old christian man um, pray by the side of the river when the the man was paul praying uh, the man got up and the boy ran to him and said holy man will you teach me how to pray well the quote-unquote holy man this christian older man looked at the boy he was there by the river so he looked at the boy took his hand and and into his head the back of his head and plunged him into the water and held the boy under as he struggled frank frank frantically finally the holy man released his hold and the boy got up and the boy like is grasping for it he's like why did you do that well this holy man replied well when you long to pray as much as you long to breathe when your head was under the water then i will teach you to pray i like that that's when we really learn how to pray perhaps you're wondering why maybe your head is underwater so long right lord what are you trying to do to me are you trying to drown me what's going on but it's really this adversity is the university or opportunity to really learn to pray so let's take what we learn here and really really incorporate into our lives and learn to pray at that time at in these moments here so this is what to pray when trouble comes let's pray lord we thank you that you are still sovereign that you are lord god creator that you're not like what the deists said that oh you create everything and now you just stand back and watch but you are in intimately involved in our lives and because you're our god lord because you're powerful because lord you're god you can orchestrate everything lord in our lives with each other even even the bad choices and the sin of other people that affect us god even that you can turn for good romans 8 28 god you are so powerful and sovereign in that way that we we want to acknowledge that right now and understand that so that we can see that you have things handled right now god i thank you that you know everything 
that what you said in your word, God, has come to pass. Everything about Jesus Christ, all the prophecies, Lord, every single one has come to pass. And Lord, prophecies of the future, the end times, revelation, God, those things will come to pass. And we're seeing things set up right now. And part of the craziness and the darkness of this world is because we're heading into that time. And Lord, we understand that you know everything. And we know that some, the persecution we may be going, um, un, or that we may be under, or, or maybe we're going through some severe attacks of Satan because he doesn't like what we're doing. He doesn't like, we are declaring Jesus' name here. He doesn't like what, what we're doing in this church, in our lives, in our families, our workplace, God. He doesn't like that we're, we're a light for you, God. We know, you know what's going on. You know everything. But even in that, you're working your plan. And we want to trust in you for that, God. Lord, I pray for anyone here tonight that's struggling, God, and going through uh, overwhelming things, God. Lord, going through things that are just so, so hard. It's, it's, it, it's so difficult to wake up in the morning to get going. Pray for uh, someone online who's connected that, 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 they're getting to that end of their rope and giving up. Lord, may you encourage them. Help them to see, open their eyes that you're much greater than any of the troubles they have and that you are working your purposes and plan and nothing can thwart it. And Lord, thank you that right now you hear our prayers, Lord, that your ears bent down, God, that your heart is toward us, that you are listening and receiving, God, Lord, our, our petitions and our cries, Lord, our hurts and pains and the suffering that we feel. God, you know, you, you see it, Lord. You're right there. You're, you're holding us. You're carrying us right now, God. And we thank you, Lord, in faith that you're answering our prayers. God, we're going to get through this time. You're going to get us through. You're going to help us, Lord. And I pray that you would fill us, each one of us here tonight and anyone at the sound of my voice online, that right at this moment, will you fill us with your Holy Spirit? Will you empower us to walk out of here, to go from here, to, to walk into your will, to fulfill your will, even if it means a road of suffering and a hard road, God? Lord, fill us with your Spirit, with strength, with boldness, God. With a, with a clear direction to live, to glorify you and nothing else. God, it's not about me anymore. It's all about you, Lord. And whatever you want, I want to do. I just want to be obedient to you. And may you set that resolve in our hearts that we would persevere and endure in your strength because we know that you will strengthen us, Lord. That we are strengthened in you, God. So, Lord, we pray this prayer and we look to you tonight that no matter what we face, no matter what we're going through, God, nothing is too hard for you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.